welcome to a broadcast by Glory Temple of the Four Square Gospel Church Ashoman Estate Branch. The Word of God is coming to you from the servant of God, the Reverend Francis C. He is a man of prayer and a teacher. His ministry is centered on church discipline, prosperity and empowerment. A greater part of the ministry is into the building of the youth and singles on how to stay holy for the second coming of Christ. His ministry is also characterized with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost marked with signs and miracles and noun the word of God. Today we want to look at trusting God with your valuable with your valuables. Trusting God with your valuables. The example of Abraham. And today I will end my series on the on trusting God. And I'm sure that we have the sermons last week. We had the one we did last week. Trusting God for that one thing. And all the other sermons are available. And they are for free. So please get it downloaded on your phone and listen to it over and over again. Amen. We look at Genesis chapter 22. It's a long chapter. 19 verses. So we'll read Genesis 22 1 to 19. Let's do that. Sometime later so please I encourage you carry your Bible. Don't come with a phone unless you have a tablet. Have a notebook. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship. And then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes my son. Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. 
now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from you your son your only son Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son so Abraham called the place the Lord will provide Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Jireh Yahweh Jireh and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said I swear by myself declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba Amen this story is a very 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 popular story an event that happened and so we are most of us are acquainted with it but we if we follow through the story of Abraham we realize that Abraham struggled before he was able to start having children and last week when we looked at trusting God for that one thing in Genesis 15 we saw that at a point in time Abraham resigned to his faith that the only person who can inherit him was his servant Eliezer and God told him that no he would not be then in the subsequent the next chapter Abraham now found a way to make his own child by getting Hagar and, and, and the suggestion came from Sarah according to the Bible I won't go there. And you have Ishmael. Now that process, that process was is what we now what we call today. How do you call it? Surrogation, surrogate wife, a mother. So, so that was when it started. I can't have a child because I don't have a womb, but I have a husband who can donate a sperm or my womb cannot carry I can I can I can generate the egg and I have the husband but my womb can't carry the child so the fertilization is done somewhere and the child placed in the womb of another person and and when the child comes legally that child does not belong to the one who carried the child it is a legal process but it's an ethical issue whose child is it and so the, it was a process of a surrogate mother using Hagar and we know what happened but even there legally that child 
was the child of Abraham. But God said, no. He is not the child of promise. The child of promise is Isaac, whom Sarah herself obeyed. And we know that God indeed blessed Sarah and she gave birth at the age of 90. So from Genesis chapter 12 right up to 21, things seem to things that things that started as with much difficulty. We saw the problems Abraham went through in Egypt, the challenges he had with his with his nephew Lot and all of that. And now life seemed to be settling for him. He's gotten his son or sons. He's now prospering. So things have now settled for him. And then here come God. Abraham. 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 Give me, and that's the first thing, the, the, the first thing is the request. The request. This, this sermon is into three parts. God's request, Abraham's response to God's request, and God's response to Abraham. So the first two verses, verses 1 and 2, is the request. And God calls Abraham and says, Abraham, and Abraham says, here I am. Now when the Hebrew says, here I am, it is more than saying, I am present. It is saying that I am here and whatever you want me to do, I will do. I am here to obey you. I am here to do what you will request from me. I make myself available to you in whatever thing you need me for. And I pray that we would also be the same when we are called. We will say, here I am. Then God makes this request. Take your son. I'm sure the first one, take your son. Abraham will say, oh, that one is Ishmael. As for Ishmael. <laughs> Do you know that some people give birth to children and they look at them and they wish the children never existed. Meanwhile, this child didn't say, I am coming to this world. What brought this child into this world? Then God now makes it more specific. The one you love. And you know that most old people, their last babies are very special to them. The, the children born in the old age, they are very, very special. And for Isaac, it, he is, I, I mean, Abraham, Isaac is extra special. Because of prayer, he tired before. And says, so if you want to sacrifice anything, it's the one, the one you love. Your only son, Isaac. Don't just sacrifice him while he's asleep. Don't do that in your bedroom. Go to the region of Moriah, which is about 42 miles from Beersheba. A three-day journey. 
And when you get there, I will show you which mountain to do it. I am sure if it was today. Every demon that is bringing any bad, bad idea into my head. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You spirit of deception. You want me to be hungry. God wants our best every time. Every sacrifice that we bring to God must be our best. Bible says earlier in Genesis chapter 4 that two brothers went to offer sacrifices unto God. And even though the sacrifice of Cain was not described in detail, the sacrifice of Abel was described in detail. And Bible said that he chose the best. And he gave the best of his animals, of what has come out of him. And Bible said when he sacrificed his best, God accepted what he sacrificed. And, and as Christians, one of the things we must understand and, 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 and this world, the current world we are in, one thing that is very strange to it is sacrifice. But the church was giving birth in sacrifice. And it thrives on sacrifice. But when people begin to be selfish and start thinking about themselves, the, the church movement just, just dies off. And today, people don't want to hear this word or sacrifice. But as God called Abraham, God is still calling us into the place of sacrifice. Not just the sacrifice of the leftover, but the sacrifice of our best. The best of our times the best of our lives, the best of our resources, the best of our days. I hear many people say, that, oh, you God, wait, when I go on pension, when I'm 60 and 65 years, that is when I will serve you the more. And I have some senior citizens here. And when you get to that stage, you wish you would have done those things earlier. And so, young people, this is the time you give your best unto God. And so, when I marry, I will serve God. Oh, when I have the children, when the children come, I will serve God. Oh, when the children come, so when the children grow, I will serve God. Susan Wesley had 19 children. 19. And it says that every day she prayed for 19 children. She prayed over them. She did Bible studies with them. Every day, 19. She had time for each day for the 19 children. No wonder out of her, two would become one of them. I mean, the most powerful men of God ever lived. 19 children. 
the two two we are struggling with it but this test as we read in verse 1 they said God wanted to test Abraham and every day we are tested every day every day there is a test and that test is what would you give God what would you give God now what is Abraham's response number one he quickly obeyed Abraham was quick into obedience he didn't say next year he didn't say after exams he didn't say when I marry he didn't say when I get this job was awful No, in the tree they say agrobeswa. Abraham was quick to obedience. And how do we know that Bible said that he woke up early? And I'm sure God appeared to him in a dream. And so the moment he woke up from the dream, and this is the demand placed on me, he quickly moved into obedience. Why? Because whenever we delay in obedience, our hearts begin to harden. Doubts begin to fill us. Sometimes they said you must reflect. Yes, you must reflect. But there are times you must be quick in obedience. Because when you keep postponing, 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 becomes difficult Psalm 119 verse 90 says I will hasten and not delay to obey your commandments I will hasten so when God commands let's be quick once open take it, grab it be quick with it building a church, take it, grab it be quick with it prayer, take it, grab it be quick with it that is how we respond to God's commands. The second thing is that he prepared for the full hall. He prepared. And that's in verse 3. Early in the most next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. What did he load his donkey? He knew that it would take him three days. So everything that he would need for three days to get to the destination, he made it available. He took firewood so that should in case therefore perhaps maybe he gets there and, and there are no trees there. He would not have to come back. And you know there are times that you know you want to obey God but you are looking for an excuse not to do so. <laughs> like a Sunday morning. And when you were waking up, you are your wastes, depending on your age. Oh, your body is aching. And then here comes the cloud. It looks like it's going to rain. <laughs> you start your praises. <laughs> Abraham did not want to give room for excuses. 
So he prepared fully so that when he gets there, he will say, but God, you know I wanted to sacrifice, so, but when we got there, you know that I didn't get the wood. <laughs> he prepared for it. And God desires that we do, we prepare for our sacrifice. Jesus said, anyone who wants to follow me must and turns back, he's not worthy. That's because anyone who wants to build a tower, you must estimate the cost. Anyone who wants to go to war, you must assess the strength of your enemy. If you know you can't fight him, don't go and do any kind of macho thing because one blow may end you at the mortuary. Immediately, you just go and say, Oh, Masa, you know, I was a little angry, so you know, uh, you let's call it off. Even if you have to pay something to that person so that you'll be free. That is wisdom. But to start and not finish is as good as not starting at all. Half obedience is disobedience. Three quarters obedience is disobedience. 99.99% obedience, disobedience is still disobedience. And, and as a church, our commitment must be to the full whole. Excuses about our prevailing circumstances doesn't negate the requirements placed on us by God. Oh, I am busy. Lord, you know that. God knows it. But he still calls you. Oh, my child, oh, my child is hasn't grown. God knows it. But he has still called you. My work, I don't close early. God knows it. But he has still called you. Oh, me, I can't read. God knows it. That he has still called you. As for me, my, my husband likes fufu every evening. God knows it. But he has still called you. Which one again? I can only do washing on Sunday mornings. Say mercy. Number three, he maintained a positive confession. And you find that in verses four to eight. There were two times in the process of obedience, he was confronted with a difficulty. And anytime you want to obey God, that is when difficulties will arise. The, the day you say, I'm coming to our teaching service, by 6.30 I'm here. That will be five o'clock. Your boss will come to you with a problem, with a with a work. That is when the traffic will be something else. That is when something will happen. But what keeps you going? The day you would say, "I commit myself." At the beginning of the year, some committed ourselves to this covenant pledge. That is when financial challenges will increase. So, how do you keep? your commitment by maintaining a positive confession. The first one, Abraham told his, his, his servants, he says that, you wait for us here and we will go and worship and we will come back. We will go and worship 
and I will return with my son. Even though he knew that he's going to kill him. The second question was from Isaac himself. And Isaac has asked his father a very, very, very intelligent and very, very deep question. And said, Father, here is the fire. Here is the wood. But where is the lamb? I would imagine how Abraham would be quiet for a while. But his confession never changed. He says, when we get there, when we get there, God himself will provide. You are giving your last money. Say, tomorrow, what will I eat? Kadabroche. When you get there, tomorrow morning when you wake up, God himself will provide in the name of Jesus. So in the period where we are preparing to sacrifice, we are preparing to give our best, we must maintain a positive confession. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, 19 to 27, for sake of time, I won't, won't read it. There was this woman who welcomed prophet Elisha into her house, kept providing for her, for him, and then through Elisha, she gets a child. And Bible says that one day this child died. The child started, says, my head, my head. And have you seen what fathers will do? Go to your mother. And then this child was with the mother and then the, the child died. And then he, she went, placed the child in the room of the prophet. And sent for some donkey transport. And the husband asked, what is wrong? Where are you going? He said, I'm going to see the prophet. But it's not time for him. Is everything alright? The woman told the, the husband, everything is alright. It's alright. Meanwhile, their only son is dead. As she went and the prophet saw her from afar, the prophet knew that there was something wrong. And then sends Gehazi to go and meet this woman. Woman, why are you coming here this time? Is everything alright? said, everything is alright. Why the child is dead. Sometimes our language aborts our miracles. The things we confess with our mouths they kill the seed God has placed in our lives. Because of a temporal setback, we look into our lives and say it is done. When God says, I'm just about finishing. I'm, I'm just about starting story. So in the time of sacrifice, one of the things is that you maintain your confession. Stay positive. It shall be well. It is well with me. It's going to work out well for me. I'm giving out this, but it's not late. I won't lose it. I will get it back. God will bless me. 
God will say, ah, this God we have served, ah, I have served him, sir. And, and, and look at my city. What did I get from serving God? Hey. Number four, he yielded the sacrifice. It is not all giving that we give smiling. Oh. There are certain sacrifices we make and at the point of making we will be weeping but God would accept it. Do you remember the story of the widow who gave her all? Did Jesus call her back and say because of that take the offering away? She was commended. She was commended. And if heavens commend you, it means that by the time you get to where you are, there will be a provision for you. So Abraham released his son. Released him first from the heart. Abraham first killed the son in the heart. Before he tried killing him. And the second is the son himself yielded. He yielded himself. Over a hundred years old man and a teenager, Alice. Oh. <laughs> you know, when guys are growing up and they are with their big sisters, there was always, there, was, there comes a time there is a battle for who is stronger in the house. And, 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 the, and the girls would have been beating and controlling the boy until there is teenager and one day you know what they do? The, 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 the girl would try throwing the hands. And all the boy would do is just hold it. The day your hands are held like this, you know that the day of your power is over. <laughs> you know that it is over. Yeah? And sometimes mothers, mothers and their teen, teenage boys, and they, 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 you realize that He's giving you respect. You, 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 you don't try it again next time. So for such a person to be bound by an old man who can't run, who is not strong, who can't carry firewood, it means that Isaac himself said, Father, I submit myself to you. And I always say it and I keep on saying you can't enjoy this Christian life if you can't submit to God. Give it from your heart. Give it wholeheartedly. Romans 12 verse 1 says I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. And every sacrifice is killed before. It is given. But this one, it is a living sacrifice. You have been tied on the, on the, on the altar. And a knife has been raised. And you are worshipping. And we as Christians must learn to yield our lives to God. Until our lives are yielded to God, we can't give to God. You can't, you can't give if your life is not given. 
And so we find Christians who can do anything with their money. Even Bible. Buying, money, buying Bible is expensive for them. You go to challenge and then you go there and then there is a, a Bible, study Bible, 200 cities. And then you turn and say, hey, it is too expensive. But the same person sees the latest dress, the perfume of 600, 150 mil. When he shakes your hand, you will smell it in your hands for one week. And that one is very easy. I get amazed when people in this day they give offering of one city. And, and it's, it's not because of anything, but if you have a child and you don't give one city to your child for school, how do you come to church and give one city? I'm not talking about children, but I'm talking about parents with children. And you know perfectly that a day one city will not be enough for that child. So you keep but the offering is easy. Because God doesn't see. God sees. He yielded. He didn't hold back. And through it all, God tested the faith of Abraham. He proved that. And in life, our faith is always proven in the daily affairs of life. In the daily affairs, will you trust God? Will you trust God? Will you trust God enough to pray in the morning before leaving? Will you trust God enough to read the Bible before leaving the home? Will you trust God to share the word of God? Will you trust God to give into his kingdom? Will you trust God to show love? Will you trust God with your life? Because whatever you give, you never lose with God. Abraham declared, when we get there, God himself will provide. And indeed, God did what? He provided. And there Abraham said, this place is called Jehovah Jireh. Jireh, some will say. And Jireh is more than provision. It's seeing to provide. Seeing. So provide. If God has seen your predicament, God will do something about it. So he sees and he provides and then God comes back and pronounces blessings for the sake of time we'll go into the blessings but what was the mindset of Abraham for him to do this number one he saw giving as part of his worship he told his uh, servants we are going to the mountain and we what worship giving is worship when we give it is part of our worship unto God what we are saying is that God my everything and the most important thing to me and for all of us money family if you can empty your accounts for God then you can worship 
if you can release your son, your only son, like Hannah did, then you are a worshiper. Worshipping is not in, in times of convenience. Worshipping is in time of difficulty. Worshipping is when we give our all. Amen. And number two, Abraham believed in the power of God. He believed that God does not break his promises. He understood covenants and he understood oaths. If God promises, God will do it. God can't break his promises. And we find that Romans 4, 20 to 21 and Hebrews 11, 17 to 19. And I think I can read that. It says, by faith, Abraham when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice who had embraced the promises. He who has embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. 19. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. At the time he was killing him, he believed that God has the ability to raise the dead so that his promises would be fulfilled. God has promised Abraham Isaac and it's the same God who said kill Isaac. So if God has promised and he's a promise keeper, it means that if I kill him, for God to fulfill that promise, he will raise him up. And that tells us that if we want to sacrifice, give our best unto God, we must understand the nature of God. When we say God is faithful, what do we mean? When we say God is a covenant-keeping God, what do we mean? It means that come what may, he will do it. He will do it. I said he will do it. Let me conclude. And I'll conclude with sharing my personal experience. Not because I am very righteous. I've done something nobody has done. No. But to encourage you. And most of you have heard. And some of you know. In fact, many of you know. But I'll still share it. For the sake of this. How do I start? One of my ambitions when I was a child, when I was growing up, there was this man in the vicinity. When he comes, he does people's show. And he rides a Renault 24. I'm sure you would know Renault 24. That was a very powerful Renault. Not the Renault 4. This one is a big one. And he wears suits. And when I learned that, he helped people pay school fees for people, supported people. When I heard that he was an accountant, I said, me too, I will become an accountant. Then around year 2000, I start feel, started feeling the call of God on my life. Anytime it comes, I said, you, after all, we, we, we do Sunday school, I'm a Sunday school teacher. 
And why would I do that? Because I was afraid. What was I afraid of? I was afraid that the things I enjoyed as an employee, if I stopped, I will not get it. What are the things? A brand new car. Every four years it is changed. Eh? A salary that is fat enough. Hmm? And to the glory of God, at the time we're leaving Mataiko, I was the highest tight payer. Traveling business class. Utilities paid for. Telephone. When I travel, I do roaming. How do you give up on this? So, like you would expect, I kept postponing and postponing and postponing until I started falling sick from postponement. Then on 2014, January, December, December, December was my worst year, 2013. 2014, January, the day I handed in my resignation. It's like, it's like freedom for me. But I tell you, since that day, God has been good to me. Do you know why? He has blessed me with a wonderful family. I have a wonderful wife. I have wonderful children. Where is Koshoshu? God fearing, devoted in the things of God, focused and knowing what they want in life, doing well in school not misbehaving, not living double lives. What can you ask for? But I tell you, the greatest gift that God has given me is you. Anytime I see that your life is transformed. I see that it has been worth it. Anytime I see that souls are being warned into the kingdom of God, I know that it has been worth it. Even if I will be naked, so that the soul will be won for Christ, I will be the most happiest person in life. And so I will say, walking away for, from all of that has been the best thing that happened to me.
I haven't regretted one day. I sit in economy when I travel, but I am happy. I am happy because I have people like you. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to lead you as a pastor. I want you to thank I want to thank you for trusting in what God has placed in my life. And I know that together we can go further. We can reach out to many more people. Glory Temple will become mega and bigger. Glory Temple will touch many more lives. Glory Temple will do many mighty things in the life of the poor people, in the lives of deprived people, in single parents, in, in, in orphans, among orphans, among widows, among widowers. Glory Temple will do so many things. And now it's our time to also say, I also give up mine. I'm not saying go and leave your job. No, don't say. But you can give up what you also have. You can give up your one CD. You can give up your two CDs. You can give up their sleep. You can give up a little portion of your time to share the word of God. If that is what God has called you to do. I want you to bow down your heads. Worship with us at the Glory Temple of the Foursquare Gospel Church at Shoman Estate Branch, close to Samanpa Park. Worship with us on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., Tuesday for the Rima service at 6.30 p.m., and Thursdays for your prophetic encounters also at 6.30 p.m. For your prayer and counseling, please call 020-815-0793. Until sometime tomorrow, stay blessed with lots of love.